Well, good morning. Um, what an amazing morning. You know, we call our services uh, celebration services, and we do that for the purpose of we're celebrating what God is doing, what he's doing in us, what he's doing through us, what he's doing around us. And so sometimes, you know, you could, if, if you're new here, definitely want to say welcome to you, or if you haven't been here in a long time, um, sometimes people can feel like, man, there's all these like little extra things that we try to do. We do them because we're celebrating what God is doing. And, uh, you know, we, we, we love to hear and, and we believe that God speaks through not just a select group of people that can get up on the stage and, and can share, but that God puts things in your guys' hearts and that uh, as you seek God, that, that he gives you maybe a prophetic voice or a prophetic vision to share. And we want to celebrate that, that uh, God has put it on people's heart, like Alessandro, to go somewhere far away. And, and navigate things. And, you know, I, I don't know, I was thinking when, when he was sharing and he's telling his story and then he gets to the van part that, you know, uh, some of us could be cynical and I, I'm not confessing this, I didn't do this, but I'm just putting my place in the cynical person's mind. Okay, hear me out. Is, oh, there it is. You know, he told us the story and now he's asking for money. I just want to say that I think if any of us were working where he's working, we would come and we would tell a story, and I promise we would have a reason to say, hey, if you're willing to give, uh, we have a need, and we have something to do. And, but we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate what God is doing, and um, I'm just excited. I'm excited for what God is doing in each of your lives. Uh, I just couldn't stop uh, getting emotional during the beginning of our service, just during the first couple songs, just looking around and knowing that God is breaking things off each one of us and uh, that God is opening our eyes. It doesn't matter how long we've uh, been a Christian, uh, what our path has been, what mistakes we've made, uh, what our journey has been. He's awakening something in us. Each one of us is, is taking a step, and that is the goal, that as we come together like this, that as we leave, we take another step closer to becoming who God wants us to be. Our ears are open a little bit more, our eyes are open a little bit more, and uh, it's just, it's great. So um, I'm just going to tell you right now that we're not going to leave here at 1130, Okay. <laughs> So we can all look at the clock. I, I know it's there, okay? So while I'm talking, you don't need to look at it hoping that I see your eyes and realize that there's a clock up there. I got the clock. I've climbed the ladder, had to replace the battery. I've changed it two times a year, you know, to, to shift it to the right time. Uh, but we will try to be out of here by 1140, no later than 1145. If you don't like that, then you can just show all of us in the room and just get up and walk out. And we, we got it. No, we won't judge you, okay? Because like I said, we're all on a journey and you're just on your journey. And uh, we're good with that. Um, we are uh, going through, you, a couple people have mentioned it, um, this book called Starving. Um, how many of you guys were able to pick up the book Starving? If, if you didn't and you want to get it, we still have uh, more available. You can get that after the service at the info table. You can also get a Kindle version if you don't like paper and you like, um, you know, blue light. Uh, you can uh, buy it on Kindle. I think it's $9.99 on Kindle. 
Um, these are free, you can just take one. Um, we, we do that because we want everybody that wants one to get one. We don't ever want to promote something uh, to us as a, as a group and only certain people can afford it, this or that. Obviously, if you want to give to offset those costs, you can do that separately and just give it in the offering. But uh, we would rather everybody walk away with one of these um, so you can go through it. And who wouldn't want to starve? You know what I mean? And so what a, what a great title, Starving. You know, a lot of people, we start out the year with resolutions. We start out with new workout plans. Um, we were just on a, a trip. My wife's aunt, uncle, every year fly us to Utah to, to ski, and they cover all the expenses, everything. And so this was our fourth year of doing that, and we're there. And so I kind of took um, the, our four pictures. We always take this picture in front of this moose outside of the, um, the, the ski resort. And so to put all four... Uh, kind of in a collage and kind of was texted it to my wife and her aunt and uncle. And so our kids were looking at it on the last day we were there. And my, um, I think it was my son, Aiden, he's looking at it and he's like, oh man, well, my wife saw the one, I think it was on a second year. First year I had no facial hair. Second year I had a beard. And then the last two years I've had the mustache. And she's like, oh my gosh, you are so much better looking with a beard. And so... <laughs> Her and my kids said that they were going to start a petition and have everybody sign it to, um, to bring back the beard. But uh, listen, I get it. I don't look good. I don't look in the mirror and say, man, you're amazing. Um, but uh, they also, Aiden also mentioned, he said, wow, look at this one. Dad, you look, you look so good. And, or maybe it was Jude. He said, um, he's like, man, this is before Dad had a belly, you know. So uh, I use New Year's to get rid of the belly. And so we all have these resolutions, these things that we do to try to shift our life because we're here and we want to go here. And whatever the habit is, whatever it is, uh, you can see on social media, um, a lot of different people, they call it dry January, where they're not going to drink any alcohol for the month of January, which is good because there's always a larger consumption in November, December. And so they're kind of giving their liver a break for a month. And uh, what, whatever it is, we try to change something. We usually break our budget November and December. And so in January, everybody's a Dave Ramsey fan, you know? It's just like gung-ho. In September, you're getting a whole bunch of new credit cards because you cut them all up in January. <laughs> but um, so we're going through this. And uh, uh, here at the... Um, on day one, it's just talking about the journal and the purpose of it and what it's to awaken. And that's the idea. There, there's no magic in it, but it's going through what the idea of fasting. Why would we fast? Why do we pray? Why do we seek God? And so in, you know, we have these pursuits in the back on this. Uh, it actually used to be our nursing mother's window. If you wonder why would we frame in in a brick wall a poster, um, we didn't. It's a piece of glass, and we decided to not make it a mirror, and so we put a sticker on it. And, uh, but we have our pursuits, pursuing God. And we pursue God through prayer, through fasting, through reading the, through reading the Bible, and through worship. And we, want to, we don't want those things just to be things that we periodically do so that we can be a Christian. We want to do them because it draws us closer to Jesus. We want to do them because we want to hear what he has to say. We want to become more like him. 
And uh, so for the message today, it's about hearing God. Because, you know, I, for me personally, I don't want to just come here and have a service where it feels powerful. Maybe it doesn't feel powerful to you. Maybe you walked in and it's just like, man, people are raising their hands and then they keep repeating the same word like 500 times over and then someone decides they have something they want to pray and then, you know, this person shares this and then this person gets back and then they tell the person to go back into another song and I'm just, I'm not feeling it. We want to hear from God and we want to, I want to be close to him. I want to feel his presence. But that only happens, he's there. So it's not that if I'm not reading my Bible and I'm not praying, he just, he's out to lunch. And he's, he's out looking for whoever is being a good student. No, he's there. The issue is that I don't sense it, I don't hear it, I don't see it, I, I, I'm not aware of it, unless I cast off some of the distractions. And that's really what this book goes through. What are we starving? We're, we're starving our, 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 ourselves, our selfish desires, things in us that, that we can slowly let creep. It, you know, it starts out as just an a added thing, you know, a, a, a game we play every now and then, uh, something we look at on our phone, um, you know, every now and then we're just on social media a little bit and we just we 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 watch this every now and then or we we do this or we do this whatever it is but very soon it can become more important and very soon it can grip us and so by setting aside some of those things what we allow is it reveals to us what have we put before god you know, for me, I start to look at, man, I am really longing after this thing. And then I get convicted because it's like, man, when was the last time I longed for God in the way that I'm longing to read the news? Which is stupid, okay? But I love just to, in the morning to, um, and I like local news. I'm probably a geek of geeks in that sense, but I love the Colombian any other Colombian fans? Uh, I just, I love knowing what's going on in our community. And um, typically it's crime statistics, but hey, that's still exciting, okay? But I'm always shocked at how quick I can wake up and want to see, and uh, if you're ever wondering, they, they update the website at 6 a.m., okay? So... At 5.57, it's not there. You still have yesterday's news. But if you want it today, you got to do it at 6 a.m. But how often it is that I can look at that and I can feel if I start going about my morning and I, haven't, I can feel this thing in the back of my mind. Like, man, I wonder, wonder what new is on the, the Colombian. Who cares? But when was the last time that I got up and started going about my day and I wonder, what, I wonder what verse God, the Holy Spirit, wants to bring to light to me. I, I wonder what, what anxiety or stressor I have going on in my life that God really wanted me to, to, to hand to him today. And for me not to carry it around. I, I wonder what view in my mind God wanted me to change my perspective from, from seeing it in the natural to seeing how much greater, how much bigger. We sing it today that... Uh, 
I get confused. We, we com- so many of the songs sounded alike to me, and they were amazing. But um, <laughs> the, the feel one, even when I don't feel it, you know which one I'm talking about? Anyways, Waymaker, yeah. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, it's happening. And, uh, and so God wants to awaken that in us. And um, so day one was uh, talking about uh, journaling here. It says uh, we pray uh, this life change will have three outcomes. And that life change being fasting and, and, and this time, this 21 days of just trying to set aside our, our normal routine, try to change the habits a little bit and put a, a greater intensity, a greater focus, a, a greater... Um, yeah, we could keep going through a lot of words. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, would have three outcomes. One, to deepen your relationship with Jesus, th- thus renewing your spirit. I want my spirit to be renewed. I don't want it to stay the way it is today. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and have and be at the same place. I want it renewed. Number two, to reset essential habits of life to lead you into triumphs and victories only Jesus can produce. There has to be a reset. I don't know, you know, if you've had a, a, a computer that um, didn't work properly. Anybody ever get one of those? And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to reset it. Um, here at the church, we like to have internet that sometimes cuts out. And so we reset our modem a lot. And uh, so you reset things to, to, to kind of refresh it and get it back. And so we're resetting the essential habits of our life to lead us into triumphs and victories only Jesus can produce. But man, how much time do I spend giving myself to other things, hoping that they produce something? Or hoping that they just distract me because I don't want to face the reality of this, so I'm going to live in this make-believe feeling, in this make-believe emotion for a little bit. Versus setting my attention on Christ to allow him to come in and do what only he can do. Number three, to allow Christ's grace and favor to be fully restored so you can enjoy the successes prepared for you. In uh, day two, there's a lot more in day one, So, uh, but I promised you guys I would get you out of here. In day two, he's, he's, it's drinking water. And... Um, You know, that is a good thing to do. I don't know if you've ever tried it before. Um, There's a lot of other liquids you can consume. And yes, technically they have some water in them, but they also carry other things that sometimes uh, contradicts the good water that is going in. So sometimes just drinking pure water is good. Uh, and, and so they, they kind of go through this, not in a, hey, let's just all stop eating on day one in this, but let's, let's take something a day at a time. Um, you know, uh, how many of you guys are extremists? I'm an extremist. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it completely. And so this book is actually a little bit difficult for me because it's like, no, we're just going to slowly get in. No, if, I, if I'm going to jump in, like we, we are at this hotel and we're at the hot, and this happens anytime we're at a hot tub. Um, number one, they're disgusting. If you ever turn off the jets and the water just settles and you see what's in there, don't ever go into a public hot tub. But my kids wanted to get in and they, what they do right away is they put like their toe in and I, obviously they say it's hot. 
And it's like you just, just jump in. It's gonna feel hot for like a second and then it, it feels nice. Even though it's gross, it's gonna feel nice. <laughs> but they don't want to because they kind of wade in and then they this. And so this book is a little bit difficult because it's, it's a wader and you gotta wade in. But the idea is to just begin, let's just start drinking water. Now you could look at that and say, okay, why are you even wasting your time? You have very few minutes. Why would you waste your time on water? You know, I think it's important for us. Uh, Pastor Bob, which Bob's not here. Sue's here this morning. Bob and Kirby Doyle, um, they just took third place in a CrossFit championship uh, here in Clark County. Um, he's not here, so you don't have to clap for him. But when you see him, woo! If, uh, how many of you guys were here? I'm sorry, I'm so distracted today. But... <laughs> How many of you were here? It was years ago. I think it was right around the time Tamar and I were getting married. And um, he was doing uh, Body for Life. Is that what it was? Any of you guys here when he was doing Body for Life? So I remember he once was sharing. Either he or Sue put up the picture. It's him, like, in his tight shorts, we'll just call them, and uh, totally buffed out, but he had been uh, tanning, fake baking, so he's nice. And then he had oiled himself up, and he's in there flexing. But it was just, it was a cool photo. He looked great. <clears throat> Here in day two. <laughs> we do have a point, people. Um, here in day two, though, he, he says this. He says, so the word fast, which a lot of times we think in, in, in church, you know, we have it there. As soon as we see the word, we think no food, only water, and that's it. But um, was once commonly used not just for speed. So that's another word is someone running fast. Uh, but also in regard to holding something in a fixed position, which, oh, yeah, like hold fast to that. Hold fastly. And and how important it is as we fast, we're holding on to something. And that's part of it is we're holding on to Christ because we want more of him. We're actually letting other things kind of blow away and fall off. And we're choosing to hold on tightly to this. Even though there's a longing, a, a hunger, a desire, whatever it is for the Colombian. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold fast to Jesus because I want that in my life. And I want more of that in my life. Uh, in day three of this week, um, excluding junk and sugar and just going into the, the receptors of our brain and, and thinking through how, how we can... And I like the balance that he took is that we can have those things because it, it, it releases uh, dopamine, right? Yeah, dopamine. And um, which... which you know, makes us feel good when we eat certain things. And uh, um, I'm someone, if I could, I would have a bowl of ice cream and not just one tiny little scoop, but I'm talking a bowl of ice cream every single night. It feels good. Um, like I said, I don't like to do things slow. So even on the airplane, we had all these, like, this big bag of M&Ms, and I gave the kids, like, four, and I probably ate 30. I'm just sitting there, and I'm reading, I'm reading a book, and I'm thinking, I wonder what the people around me are thinking. Like, this guy is disgusting, but that's where you get the belly. And uh, it's January. Um, but also how we can sometimes get that same reaction by thinking that we're doing good because we're abstaining. So some of us 
the thing that, that, that we're kind of addicted to is the sugar because it gives us this artificial sense of something that's going, that, you know, of pleasure in our life. For others, it's actually the abstaining of it and the working out or the eating healthy makes us proud of ourselves and it produces it. So he's challenging both of us, regardless of what side we're on, that we want to separate ourselves from those things, those artificial things that make us happy, those artificial things, and come to Christ, the only true thing, the only thing that doesn't just last for a little bit. It isn't just here today and gone tomorrow. It's the only thing that's everlasting and that we hold fast to that. And uh, what I really want to get to is here, day four, um, give thanks. Here it says, idolatry is to covet what I can see above what I can't see. And um, one of the benefits of fasting is that it can be used by the Holy Spirit to starve false gods out of our hearts while at the same time reorienting our spirits toward fasting um, or feasting relationally on the true God who is above all gods. One purpose of starving the false gods out of our inner lives is to allow Jesus to take the place in our hearts that he deserves, exclusive, central, ultimate. goes through uh, the whole thing of being thankful. And if we want to hear God, we got to hold fast to him. Okay? We have to separate ourselves and, and get ourselves where we can actually hear them. We also got to be thankful. When we're grumbling and we're complaining, we're putting our problems above him, and it shuts off our ears to be able to hear. Because we're so focused on what we see in the natural that we can't even imagine what's happening in the spiritual. We're so, it, it's such a self-centered place for you and I to be because it's all about how we feel and so we we complain because we don't feel good we grumble because we don't feel good because it's not fair it's not right it you know whatever and and we get to where if our circumstances just change then we'll be happy but we need to have a, a heart of thankfulness for who God is regardless of what's going on in our life In here he says, the devil's favorite food is a grumbling, complaining, griping, and critical spirit. He says, the very act that breaks a grumbling spirit is thanksgiving. Giving thanks is the foundational act of transcendent living. Giving thanks is where we break away from wanting more and move to um, contemplating Jesus and what great blessing we have in him. Giving thanks transitions our heart from focusing on the gift we do or don't have to the present gift, Jesus. And so, where are we on that? Where are you on that? Where am I on that? On giving thanks. And so there's a whole challenge of just writing some letters to different people that have impacted your life, to every day uh, writing down a couple things that you're thankful for. But it's about changing our perspective to see really what it is, is we're taking our attention off of our here and now and what it feels like and shifting it up and saying, God, it doesn't really matter what's happening here. 
I'm going to focus on you. And I'm going to be thankful. Because you are, you know, we sang the song, you are good. In the morning, I'm going to get up and sing, you are good. So before anything has happened, you are good. In the evening, after my day took place, and no matter how it felt, whether I thought it was an amazing day or a terrible day, I'm going to say, you are good. I'm not going to let my environment dictate who I am. But I'm going to push those things aside and I'm going to go after you. Oh, my goodness. Then in uh, day six, he gets to collecting scripture and talking about the idea of reading. You know, we used to really, uh, for a while... A lot of us were on, the, on doing the life journal plan, and one of the things, it, it has the acronym SOAP. You, you find after you, you read the three to four, usually it was around three chapters in a day, and you would read it, and you were supposed to only pick out one verse. And it's funny, you know, you would do it with a group, and someone would read, and they would have their six verses, and um, they just did not know how to obey my rules. But you're supposed to find one verse, and it's like, God, what is the one verse you want me to chew on today? What is the one verse you want to challenge me in? And, and, and you write that out. And you write, what did you observe out of it? And, um, and then uh, how are you going to apply it in your life? And then the prayer of asking God to help you. But it was finding a verse and sticking to it and, and saying, I want this to transform me. Because the word is everlasting. Even Jesus said when, when Satan tempted him and, and he was out there in the desert and, and he's trying to get him to, to turn a stone to bread. Like, hey, you're hungry. Why don't you do this? But even Jesus is saying, I can't live just on bread alone, food alone. I need the living word of God to come into my life and to sustain me. How many of you guys have ever fixed one of your, don't raise your hand because you'd ruin my analogy because it's none of you. Uh, We have never fixed any of our problems by feasting. There are many days where I'm depressed and the idea of eating an entire large pizza, pepperoni pizza, seems like, you know what, all my problems would just go away. I tell you, I've tried it many times. The problems don't go away just because I ate the entire pizza or just because, you know, I feel like I deserve this. It doesn't go away. But man, when I turn to Jesus and allow him to come in and allow him to do what only he can do, that is where things begin to shift and my perspective changes. And so I just want to encourage you that um, uh, if you haven't started this, it's not too late. Uh, tonight, we have our open heaven service where we're going to worship and we're going to pray. I want to invite all of you to come out for that. That's at 530. It goes uh, 530 to 630 here um, to come on out for that. And, uh, you know, what a great day of just celebrating.